Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Due to adult content, viewer discretion is advised. Say it. You owe me that. On an all-new Dr. Phil. Did you have sex with someone? Yes. You watch this cheating husband confess. I wanted our marriage to work so bad. Today. Camera's out of here. Everybody out. His latest revelations could land him in prison. Multiple rapes and multiple murders. I believe he's a serial killer. I'm the only person who knows. Now. That was just the tip of the iceberg. You are in danger. This is like playing Russian roulette. He's going to kill me. Choking you to death could be the ultimate high. I feel like I'm going crazy. You have to plan an escape. As soon as they find a body, I will leave. What will police and FBI uncover? He has violent tendencies and is set off at the slightest thing. Then, the husband comes back to go face-to-face -face with Dr. Phil. Don't even start that with me. And reveals the unthinkable. Is that true? What happened, happened. As a husband's shocking confessions continues. You haven't seen nothing yet. Coming up. Let's do it. I want you to get excited about your life. Here we go, in 10. Stand by, camera six. If it's happening now, we're going to deal with it now. Stand by, Dr. Phil. This is going to be a changing day in your life. Stand by, A, and roll A, check it. Go, Dr. Phil. Well, today we are continuing uh, a very, very dramatic story of Wade and Michelle. Wade is a husband that has admitted to being a compulsive liar. In fact, at his wife's urging, he took a polygraph test because she believed that he was cheating. He failed that test. This was all before we got involved with him. He said, that test is wrong. I want to take another test because I just don't believe those last results. They're inaccurate. I didn't do anything. So we did. We brought in a top-notch polygraph uh, examiner, and he failed that test too. It turns out that that was all just the tip of the iceberg. This husband has since admitted to unimaginable things. I'm going to tell you about that in a minute. But first, here's what happened on the last show. When people see us from the outside, we seem like a normal, very happy couple. I've discovered several terrible secrets about my husband. I found some work shirts in his truck that smelled like perfume. Wade went to a conference with a female coworker that he repeatedly told me was a male. The original reason I told Michelle was to just stop her worrying about me going to a conference with a female. You said, I have just lied to protect her. Do you really think so little of her that you think she's that dumb? My husband, Wade, is a compulsive liar. 
I started finding porn magazines, porn tapes hidden in our house. You say you love her more than anything. You love her more than anything except pornography. I always told myself I had a strong sexual drive. You got fired for breaking into an office to get to a computer to look at pornography, true? I did not you break into You got fired from another job from sitting in the truck all day looking at pornography. I didn't know that's why you got fired. Three weeks ago, Wade failed a lie detector test uh, showing that he had a sexual encounter with a coworker. He said he wanted to take another one. Have you had sexual relations with any person other than Michelle? No. I have Wade's uh, results here. Have you had sexual relations with any person other than Michelle? You said no. The test says that is a deceptive response. That is a lie. Okay, let's go. So. Say it. Say it. Everybody here knows it. He knows it. I know it. We all know it. Just say it. Give me that. You owe me that. I don't know. I. Are you kidding me? I don't know if it's something in my head. Are you trying something... to drive me crazy? No, Michelle, I'm not. Wade, you better start talking or start walking. Did you have sex with someone? Just answer that, yes or no. Yes. He needs help. Tell me what you're thinking and feeling right now. Our marriage is over. Well, immediately after taping, Wade and Michelle got into an argument backstage. Clearly, it was intense. Things were very, very um, emotional at that point. Wade, in fact, said that he was suicidal, and we talked backstage. Now, both of them asked me to please send the cameras out of the room so we could speak privately. I don't usually do that, but my instincts told me that it was a good idea here. And I'm going to tell you that he admitted some very serious things to me when the cameras weren't rolling. AJ, let's take these two backstage and let them have a minute. I'm sorry for everything I've done. No, you're not. I am. No, you're not. No, you're not. You were sorry last time. You were sorry the month before that, and the month before that. You're only sorry because you flippin' got caught. So you purposely put me on national TV to tell me, really, that's so sweet of you. I want help. And you will, you'll get help. But not for our marriage. Sorry. Me too. I'm sorry I trusted in you. I wanted our marriage to work so bad. I just wanted to come and talk to you guys for a second. I think you do have a compulsion here. I've been doing this a long time. I think you have a sickness, Wade, and it's something that we know how to deal with. I can be helped. You can be helped. Look at me. Listen, I, do you think I know what I'm doing? If I didn't believe it, we wouldn't be here. I, I'm telling you, this is something you can get control of. This is something you can get behind you. The first thing I want to do is put you on an airplane at our expense, and I want to fly you to Dallas, Texas, to PNP. It's a psychoneuroplasticity center. I want to do a complete, thorough workup on you from A to Z. You willing to do it? I'll do anything. 
I just went. Two minutes without the camera. Okay, camera's out of here. Everybody out. After the show ended, I was devastated. I feel torn between anger and wanting to support him. We've lived this lie long enough. I've lied to her, I've lied to myself. I have a lot of anger with Wade. I feel like because of the show, the truth came out and he was faced with it. And if it wasn't for the show, he wouldn't have done that. Part of me hoped that I would pass the test. Part of me wanted not to so that the truth would come out. He made it sound to me that he was gonna pass what he was actually thinking. I don't know. He's not honest about anything. When Dr. Phil asked me what I was gonna do, I told him I was gonna leave. I was gonna file for divorce. It breaks my heart every time I heard her make her cry. And when I saw her crying on the show, it was no different. We're on our way to go to the PNP Center to see Dr. Lawless. What I want to do is show you how to control your brain. It doesn't bring closure to me to know that he's going to be honest from now on. I have to take care of myself. I have to take care of my family. I can't take care of him. Now, she called our producers not long after being at the PNP Center where he was being evaluated and frankly said, I am scared for my life. You have no idea what she told us during that phone call, what she reported to us that she had learned about her husband's background. My shocking phone call with her, next. This is Miss Help. I need big help. And I'm going to tell you something huge. And I'm scared. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. We're back talking about the continuing story of Wade and Michelle. Wade admitted to being a compulsive liar. That's why he came here. But after the show, this story took a startling turn. And when I say startling, I'm telling you that when they got back home, Wade confessed to Michelle that he was guilty of multiple rapes and multiple murders. Michelle called our producers absolutely scared for her life. She left a voicemail uh, saying, help me, help me, I don't know what to do. Uh, in fact, Justin, you took that, you picked up that voicemail, correct? Exactly. She, I always keep in contact with our guests, and when I came in the morning, she left that voicemail and told me some very scary things, and I immediately called you. Of course you did. 
Let's hear what that voice message said. Justin, this is my and I need help. I need big help. And I'm going to tell you something huge, and I'm scared. Please give me a call as soon as you can. Thank you. Bye. End of message. Obviously very distressed, so I immediately got on the phone with her, and she told me the absolutely shocking details and reports of crimes that she says her husband told her that he had committed. Michelle, it's Dr. Phil, and what I want to do is get you to catch me up on everything that has taken place since we were together on stage. What did he tell you about aggressing against other people? He told me that he had attacked a woman on the side of the road who was changing a tire. And he told me of a situation when he was in the army in Macedonia of attacking a man and a woman in the parking garage. He told me that he had raped his ex-wife. He had gotten into a bar fight and he had come home and they started fighting, they started physically fighting and he became very sexually aroused and that he had raped her. Has he ever gotten that way with you? He has choked me three times, but he has always stopped. All right, let's fast forward. Tell me the circumstance where he made the other disclosures to you that you can tell me what he said. And I started with the Macedonia incident. He finally admitted that he had tried to rape the girl and he couldn't. And he said he's not sure how exactly he killed her, but he killed, he knows he killed her. When he realized she was dead, he said he tried to revive her and he couldn't. So he took, carried her body down to the river and threw her down the hill into the river. And uh, what about her boyfriend? He said, the guy that was with her in the parking lot, I'm almost sure that I killed him also. And I said, well, you know, did you do anything with his body? And he said, no, that he had just left it there. What did you think when you were sitting there hearing this? I was floored. I was scared. Tell me how this situation with the girl on I-35 came up. Uh, this is a girl he said that he had roughed up when, when he tried to change her tire. Yeah. What, what's the rest of the story? He had told me before that he had had his hand up her skirt and was sexually assaulting her. And then I questioned him about that, and he said no, that he, he didn't have her, he wasn't sexually assaulting her, he had just grabbed her, and that's where his hand went to throw her off of the hood of the car. He said she stood in front of me, she had this look of, I know you're gonna kill me. And he said it was like a child that just knew it was coming. He said that he had the tire iron in his hand the whole time. And I said, but if you were choking her with one hand, your other hand was grabbing her to shove her off the car, you wouldn't have it. There wouldn't be a tire iron in your hand. So then he said, wow, you've brought up a lot of questions for me. He said, now I'm questioning, you know, what happened. You're right, the puzzle doesn't fit. I said, maybe we should go out. If you don't remember and you think you've blacked out, maybe we should just go to the spot. Maybe that will bring up memories for you of things that you don't remember. And we drove out there and he pulled up and he stopped and he got out and he said, I'm sure this is where it is. 
he walked down about 20 or 30 yards and he just stood there looking into the woods and he started crying and he said, I did it. He said, I, I killed her. And then he threw up and then he stood back up and he described the incident. And I said, what did you do with her? He said, I left her down there. He said, I just left her and my heart just ached for her. Were you at all concerned for your safety? I thought he's gonna kill me. He is gonna take me down there and he is gonna kill me. So we went to his parents' house and we dropped off the boys and I just told his mom in a side room, I said, if I don't come back, you look for me. And she goes, oh my goodness. She was very confused. So you've marked this on the interstate. You know exactly where this is. Exactly. Do you believe he's telling you the truth? What, he's, what he has said is that he killed two people in Macedonia. He killed a woman on I-35. Uh, that he has attempted to rape two women unsuccessfully, so he killed them. That he did rape his ex-wife. Is he telling you the truth? The only thing I think he's being dishonest on is when he says it hasn't happened more. I think that's the only lie he's told me. All right, coming up, you're going to hear the rest of this shocking phone call. You have to understand, Michelle believes that she is living with a serial killer. I'm going to tell you why I was so concerned that I gave her my cell phone number. And later, the question is, does Wade admit to saying these things? We'll be right back. has confessed to multiple rapes. And every time that we would talk about it, he becomes very sexually charged. Is he aggressive with you? His voice changes. He'll grab my throat and try to choke my throat. You are fully convinced that you are living with a serial killer. I am. A serial rapist. I truly believe that he's a serial rapist, that he's a serial killer, and that he's not gonna stop. continuing with our story of Wade and Michelle. They were originally on the show because Wade said he was a compulsive liar. He was involved in everything from porn to having extramarital affairs. After the show, things took a dramatic turn that no one expected, especially not his wife, Michelle. She called in a panic and talked to me. She said that her husband, Wade, had admitted to murder and rape. Now, she truly believed that she was living with a serial killer. Here's the rest of my phone call with Michelle. So you think there's more than what he's telling you, but what he's telling you is true? Yes, I've asked him and he told me that that's not impossible. I don't remember anything else. I don't remember any other attacks, but I wouldn't say it's not possible. And every time that we would talk about it, he becomes very sexually charged. He immediately wants to have sex. Have you had sex with him during these truth-tellings? I've had to. If I don't, he'll know something's wrong. Are you not horrified? I mean, you sound 
so calm. I'm absolutely horrified. I feel like throwing up. He has confessed here to three murders, multiple rapes, excessive violence across time. If what he is saying is true, you are at acute and very real risk here. And this could be a family annihilator. I mean, the children could be at risk here as well. If I leave, he will come after me. And that actually would provoke him even worse of than if he I will. stay. I have to tell you, you know that you and those children are in harm's way, right? Yes. And you know I can't protect you from here. If you need a transition place, a safe house to go to, I am prepared to take you out of there and the children and put you somewhere that he can't find you. The perfect storm here is to have him arrested and incarcerated simultaneously with you being pulled out. Yes, sir. Did he describe the young woman? He said that she was shorter than me and she was in her late 20s. He said she had long brown hair. She was white. What would he say if you asked him to turn himself in? He would either tell me okay and possibly then want to get rid of me because I'm the only person who knows. When I learned about this, you know, we immediately contacted the FBI and the state police in, uh, in Iowa. You know that if what he's saying is true, this is gonna all come crashing down on him very soon. I've just made sure that he's completely and totally comfortable, that he doesn't fear I'm gonna turn him in. You're certainly showing commitment, but I gotta tell you, that's a dangerous, dangerous game you're playing because the ultimate turn on for him could be doing it to you. Choking you to death could be the ultimate high. Are you aware that a few days ago he called Dr. Lawless? Yes, he told me that. What did he tell you about it? He told me that he called Dr. Lawless and he had told Dr. Lawless that I was cutting my arm. Are you? I was. So you are cutting yourself? Not since I found all this out. It's almost just like the pain stopped. For some reason that pain just stopped. And now I just, I'm more concerned about my children and about making sure that he's, he's put away. If he doesn't get caught, it will continue. It'll be somebody else. You're afraid, based on knowing him and what he said to you, that he's going to kill again. I know he will. You are fully convinced that you are living with a serial killer. I am. A serial rapist. I am. I truly believe that he's a serial rapist, that he's a serial killer, and that he's not going to stop. You know, this is like playing Russian roulette. We have got to get you and the children out of there, and we got to get you out very, very soon. Let me say one thing here that I, I really want you to think about. You have to plan an escape in the event that you need it. You've got to pack a suitcase, hide it somewhere. You've got to make sure you've got money. You've got to make sure you've got car keys. You've got to have a code word that you send to the police to get you out of there immediately. You are in danger. Do you feel like now is the time? Do you need to get out and stay out? I am there because he will, he will go off. And I'm trying to prevent that. As soon as they find a body, I will leave. You've got to be as shocked watching this as I was shocked when I was on that phone call.
my number one priority was her safety, those children's safety, and I am so committed to raising awareness about domestic violence and the things that can happen when somebody spins out of control that we wanted to tell this story. But I knew immediately that this was way beyond anything that we could deal with. So with the help of Jack Tremarco, our polygraph examiner and former FBI agent, we got in touch with the FBI. We got in touch with the state police in her state, and we gave them a heads up about what was going on here. After our phone call, Michelle met with the police. Now, a few days later, I checked in with Special Agent Kircher of the Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation. I had so many questions. Did they believe that these crimes had actually taken place? Were they going to start searching for a body? Hello, Mike Kircher. It's Dr. Phil. How are you? I'm well. Good to talk to you. Listen, professionally, my assessment of this situation is that she is acutely in harm's way. Our number one concern is for the safety of her and her family. With an investigation such as this, without a smoking gun, we've got a lot of background to do. Absolutely. And it's going to be something that's going to take quite a while to resolve, especially if what she is saying is accurate and there are remains that are found. From a legal standpoint, that's all hearsay evidence, and that's not enough to arrest him for that. I totally understand what you're saying, and I, I, I'm sure that's as big a frustration to you and me as it is to her. but. If he was arrested now, um, all that would, and you couldn't hold him, all that would do would be to agitate him. Then he's back on the street looking for her. Right. Obviously a very frustrating thing. Now, Jack Tremarco is the chairperson of the American Polygraph Association Media and Information Committee. He's a former FBI polygraph unit chief and has been involved in this from the beginning because he was the one that we asked to polygraph Wade. Uh, Jack, you talked to Michelle at the same time that I was talking to her, and you and I were talking on back channels behind everything that was going on here. Um, do you believe that she believes what she's telling? There was never any doubt in my mind, Doctor, that she totally believed everything he was telling her. Uh, Wade still did not know that Michelle had revealed these alleged crimes to me. And there were text messages from Wade because he suspected an affair because she was talking to people and he, he didn't know exactly what was going on. He cornered her mother trying to get answers. Things became very tense. And you're going to see that when we come back. This is the protective order that the judge issued today protecting Myself and my kids, he's been repeatedly calling me the last three hours nonstop. He's highly paranoid right now. Wade is in a panic state. If he's this upset and this angry over just not being able to find me, I can't imagine what's in store. I want a divorce and he needs to stay away. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. 
Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. We're continuing the story of Wade and Michelle. It's a story that started uh, with Wade coming here saying that he was an admitted compulsive liar. Now, after the show, Michelle called our producers in an absolute panic. She said Wade told her that he had committed rape and murder, not just once, but multiple times. Michelle said because she feared for her life, she got a protective order. This set off a very dramatic change of events. This is the protective order that the judge issued today, protecting myself and my kids against Wade. This was just filed, and they said if he contacts me, I can call the police department. The sheriff's office will serve him either at his employment or if he comes home. With me right now is my uncle, who's a police officer. For the first 24 hours of him being served and not knowing how he is gonna react, I am going to hide out. My kids are in a completely separate, safe place. He definitely knows something's going on, something is up. That's him. I don't understand this. Why have you turned your phone off? Why won't you talk? What have I done? Why torture me? I thought you loved me like I love you. When he can't get a hold of me, he goes absolutely crazy. He's highly paranoid right now. I'm gonna tell somebody the things that he's told me. He will tell me anything he can to get me to call him. Tell me he's gonna go kill himself. Wade is in a panic state because he hasn't been able to get a hold of me. He does not know yet about the restraining order. He tracked down my mom at a gas station. He blocked her in, in his work truck. He started swearing profanities at her, telling her that he thought that I was with another man. I'm frantic, I'm nervous, I'm very scared. If he's this upset and this angry over just not being able to find me, I can't imagine what's in store. They're trying to get his boss to talk him in, to come back into his employment where they can then grab him and serve him. I'm just very, very scared. He has access to weapons at his parents' house. I'm really hoping that they catch him and get him to calm down. It's 11 o'clock at night. My uncle and I were on our way to go to a safe place to stay the night. I called the sheriff. They currently were speaking with him. This is uh, Wade right in front of us here. That was him. He just turned around. He's going back probably to his house. The sheriff wanted to talk to him. The sheriff said when they served him with the protective order, he just kind of played it off like he didn't have a clue what any of this would be about. I was shocked, total disbelief. She had just told me that morning when I left for work that she loved me. It was approved by the judge for me to make one phone call while they recorded it. I told him that I was fearful for my own safety because of the things that he confided in me. I'm scared to death that I'm gonna be next, that this is gonna be me. I'm scared anytime I go to bed. I'm the only person who knows. You can roll over any time and just kill me. But you've ruined my life now, taking my kids away from me. You snapped on that girl. Who's to say you couldn't snap on those boys? And he basically told me that I had lied on the protective order, that he didn't say those things. I told him, yeah, you did, but he refused to confess because he didn't want to spend the rest of his life in prison. And he would rather die before he went to prison. I was going to go to where I thought the scene of the attack had been, 
and I was going to shoot myself. I don't want him to go kill himself, but I want him to take responsibility for what he's done. When I got off the phone with Wade, I called his sister. She was very worried. She said he came out to my mom and dad's and he got a gun. My dad gave me one of my shotguns and offered me three shells. They had done a statewide search for him to let the officers know that he had a loaded weapon and that he was suicidal. A couple hours later, Wade had been picked up a couple miles south of town. He was taken into custody, and they would be evaluating him and doing a court committal on him, which holds him for 72 hours. Well, coming up, Michelle is here, and we are going to talk to her and find out what's going on now, uh, what's been happening, and get to the bottom of the current situation. We'll be right back. like to purchase a tape or transcript of your favorite Dr. Phil show, please log on to drphil.com or call 866-4-DR-PHIL. That's 866-437-7445. continuing a shocking story that spun so far beyond what we started with on this show just recently. We're talking about Wade and Michelle. After the show, Michelle called and told me about terrible crimes she said her husband had committed. I'm talking about rape and murder. Now, Wade says that Michelle is unstable and was suicidal, and in fact, that during all of this, she took too much Ambien according to him, in an effort to kill herself. Okay, so what's the latest? Wait, last night I got a text message from Michelle saying that she had taken too much Ambien and was concerned about how much she took. I was so exhausted. I took a pill, about 10 minutes went by, nothing. So I took a second one. That is the last thing I remember. Okay, so what happened? He then went over to the house, found her comatose, and the kids were around. When I got to the house, Michelle was on the couch, unresponsive. I tapped her face, I rubbed her sternum, I got her to talk to me. She was still very hard to understand. I called 911, told him that I had a possible suicide. And when 911 came, he left the house. I drove a block away and parked right by the highway coming into town, knowing full well that the sheriff's deputies would be looking for me and would have no choice but to arrest me. But since he violated his protective order, he got picked up and was arrested. So he got put in county. Mm -hmm. She got taken to the hospital. hospital. Yep. And is he in county now? Nope, he got out this morning. So, Michelle, I'm, it's so good to see you. <laughs> um, tell me what it's been like for you since all of this started unraveling. Hell. I haven't had a chance to break down yet and even think or get the gist of what's going on. Um, every day has just been one thing after another and just running on fumes and exhaustion, just full of questions and trying to figure it all out and keep a s smile on my face for the boys so that they're not 
even more stressed out. You know, they sense something, and so you have to, you know, keep a happy face for them. And, you know, they're being dragged all over from hotel room to everywhere. And it's just been hard. How are they handling it at this point? First off, are they safe? Yeah, they're safe. They've asked where Daddy is and why he's not there, and um, just they've asked for him a lot. I tell him that, you know, he's he's out of town on work. He's been, you know, staying with Grandma and Grandpa for a while. They don't dwell on it too much. I just redirect them to something else. And Did you try to kill yourself? No. No. Did you try to overdose with Ambien? No. I would never have tried to kill myself alone in a house with my kids there to be the ones who found me. I would would never have done that. You don't want to do something that leaves those children alone under any circumstances, right? Exactly. You're what they have. You have to stay here to take care of them. Exactly. Where would they go? They would go to wait. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we, we just can't go there. Yeah. All right. I've got some more questions for you after the break. Do you want to be a part of Dr. Phil's live studio audience? Call us at 323-461-PHIL or email us at drphil.com for free tickets. You say hi, this is Mike Kirscher. Uh Mike, it's Dr. Phil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Pretty good. Yeah, I understand that Michelle obtained a protective order. She was hospitalized last night. Were you aware of that? Uh, I was not. But I'm told that she reportedly took some Ambien and uh, had to be hospitalized and called him. He went over there, then he was arrested because that's in violation of the protective order, I guess. What's the status on your end? We have not found anything uh, to indicate that there are any remains out there. Has there been a missing persons report that matches at all? That's one of the things that we're looking at, but uh, as of this point, no. Okay, thanks a lot. All right, thank you, sir. (laughs) So long. Wade and Michelle are a married couple with a story that took a dramatic, dramatic turn after being on our show. Michelle says that her husband and the father of both sets of her twins has admitted to her raping and murdering more than one person. Now, for, for, so, for all of us, it's just inconceivable that somebody that you love and, and are married to... Um, would be that kind of person and say that kind of thing. Have you just been in shock over this whole thing? I can, I can understand how he could be so loving as a husband and as a father. I didn't understand who this was. You came on the show and thought you had the worst news you could get when it was confirmed that he had been unfaithful and had been involved with more than one other woman uh, during the time that you guys had been married. It was actually after we left um, the show and we had gotten back home that he said that polygraph was a lie too. And he denied admitting on stage that he had an affair. So what is the truth? 
I'm going to be talking to Wade tomorrow. We are going to sit down, and I'm going to ask him the hard questions with Michelle right there. We'll be back. She provided some pretty good detail about the specific location that Wade said the body was. The specific search was probably 100 yard by 100 yard area. We could not find anything that, that corroborated the story, nothing suspicious, no evidence of human remains. We checked into every aspect of his story that we could. So far, I've not found anything to corroborate it. We are going to continue this dramatic story and know that we have been cooperating with the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the Iowa State Police as well as the local sheriff's office up there to get everybody involved in this. I'm going to talk to Wade. I'm going to ask him flat out, did he murder and rape the women he said he did? On an all-new Dr. Phil. Very disturbing facts have come to light here. A husband's shocking confessions continues as Wade returns to the stage for the Dr. Phil show you never thought you'd see. I attacked a young lady on Interstate I-35 and killed her. I beat her to death. A blood-curdling confession. You dragged her into the woods. I took her body and threw it in the river. From a husband. Is that true? That is true. You did kill her. To his wife. You looked Michelle in the eye and said, I did it. I killed her. How did you feel when you were beating her to death? But. Don't even start that with me. What happened, happened. Is it a lie, too? I feel like I'm going crazy. The chilling conclusion to a husband's shocking confessions. Have we just seen the flash temper? Tomorrow. You haven't seen nothing yet. You are not going to want to miss what happens tomorrow. If you want to talk about this startling story, please, we do want to hear from you on our message boards at drphil.com. You may be living with someone that you're afraid of. You may be living with someone that you wonder what in the world's going on. We're doing this story so we can raise awareness about these kind of things in married life and in life in general. We'll see you back here tomorrow where I'm going to ask Wade some very hard questions. Thanks for being here. Thank <laughs> you.